You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is An Epic Love Story, Part 2. When waiting on the conclusion to an epic love story, what is required? The last episode of A Scoop of Life had Dan and Annie taking a 10-day hiatus to their relationship, so Annie could ponder on whether she was willing to continue their relationship, knowing Dan wanted not just a friend, but a wife. Dan was convinced that Annie was the woman to become his second wife, and his love for her was growing. Ten days of no contact seemed like an eternity to Dan, so he came up with a plan that he would write a letter to Annie every day for the next 10 days, as letters meant not calling or seeing Annie as she had requested. In those days, letters put into a mailbox on one day would find their way to the recipient that same day or at the latest the next day. Funny how mail then, without technology, was so quickly and easily delivered, but I digress. Annie, meanwhile, was praying, talking to her younger sister about all the things about Dan she loved and admired, but also about some of her misgivings about marrying a widower with eight children. In the midst of this all, Annie was receiving letters from Dan, letters that made her laugh, be somewhat embarrassed by the many compliments he gave her, as well as what attracted him to her. Meanwhile, Dan was waiting, hoping and praying that his mischievous, creative way of following Annie's no-contact rules were in his favor rather than cementing a future without her. Finally, the ten days were over, and Dan decided he would call Annie to not only see what she thought about the letters, but if they could see one another again. Annie agreed to a third date. Excitement, nervousness, and a whole host of other emotions filled Dan's heart. Annie was nervous as she waited for Dan to arrive. Dan greeted her warmly as she opened the door to him and off they went. Annie expressed how much she had appreciated Dan's creativity by sending her letters during their 10 days of no contact. Her laughter and teasing caused Dan to inwardly sigh with relief that Annie was taken by his creativity rather than being angry with him. This third date went well and they agreed that God had clearly answered their prayers, and they both now felt confident that a future together was possible in spite of all the changes and challenges that might come with this decision. After several more dates, Dan felt the time had come to ask Annie to be his wife. 
He purchased an engagement ring and then met one-on-one -on -one with each of his eight children to let them know. His first meeting was with the youngest, an eight-year-old daughter, and he told her that he was going to ask Annie to marry him, to not only become his wife, but also become her second mum, and that she needed to keep it a secret until all the other children knew. The excitement of the eight-year-old daughter at having another mom gave Dan courage as he told the other children. Even though this meant incredible changes for the entire family, they accepted Dan's decision and waited to see whether or not Annie would say yes and join their family. February 14, 1960 arrived. Dan and Annie headed out for dinner. Finally, Dan could no longer hold it in and he asked Annie to marry him. She excitedly said yes, and now it was time to celebrate. When Annie mentioned to Dan how fitting it was that Dan had proposed on Valentine's Day, uh, Dan had to be honest with Annie and told her he had no idea what day it was, but knew he couldn't wait any longer to marry her, so he had to ask her. Annie giggled as she realized she had assumed Dan had intentionally planned such a romantic act on such a romantic date, and realized life was going to be very interesting with Dan, understatement. However, she also knew it would be a life lived together with someone who not only loved her, but loved God, prayed to God about all things, was kind, and had a fabulous sense of humor. Now it was time to meet Dan's children, plan a wedding, and prepare for a variety of roles that Annie never dreamt just 45 days earlier would ever be hers to fulfill. The day came to meet Dan's children and daughter-in-law, so Annie put on a beautiful new dress, adjusted her pillbox hat, and with bated breath waited for Dan to come and get her, head to their home, and spend time with his family. As Annie met the children, she found them to be kind, inquisitive, and at times somewhat tentative, all understandable when meeting their future stepmother. Annie enjoyed meeting them and felt love swell in her heart for them, even at this first meeting. However, it was also evident how nervous Annie was, for as she held her teacup and saucer, it shook so violently that all wondered if the tea would stay in the cup or spill over. Now Annie and Dan would put their energies into planning a wedding for April 30th of that year. No need to wait when you have found the right one. April 30th arrived and all the wedding plans were in place. However, since Annie and Dan were so loved by so many, although only 300 people were invited, a total of 600 people showed up, not only for the ceremony, but also for the reception. This, then, is the conclusion to the story of how my parents, Dan and Annie, met and got married. Even though this is one epic love story, it is not the most epic love story. The most epic love story includes all of us. Now Drew Brown will sing, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Drew Brown lives in Toronto, Ontario, and is a singer, songwriter, producer, social justice advocate, and creative director. He has won a GMA Covenant Award 
and been nominated for a Juno. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus And to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise And to know that says the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him How I prove him more and more Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus Oh, for grace to trust him Precious Jesus, Savior, friend And I know that Thou art with me Will be with me to the end Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him How I prove to more and more Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus Oh, for grace to trust Him more Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him How I proved Him more and more Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? There are screens everywhere, on televisions, computers, tablets, and phones. And even before kids know how to read, they know how to click the buttons to play their favorite shows. Online, on air, or in print, media reaches people of all ages, anytime and any place. Shouldn't you have a message worth sharing? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. A portion of this epic love story was over when my dad, Dan, and my mom, Annie, were married. But the story of their love continued for 54 years of marriage. Through all they experienced, not only did their love for one another grow, but so did their love for Jesus Christ, 
who by his spirit was with them at all times. Just as my dad waited for my mom in their love story, the world was waiting for a Savior Messiah as part of the most epic love story. In that God, out of his deep love for us, did send Jesus Christ to save us and make a way for us to have a personal relationship with him. I would like to read about Jesus Christ coming into the world from the Bible in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25 from the New Living Translation. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she still was a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. When waiting on the conclusion to an epic love story, what is required? The answer for my parents was a mix of things. Waiting, prayer, seeking wisdom, and then making a decision. Perhaps the answers are similar when we look at how we can respond to the most epic love story of God making a way for us to have a relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com www.ascoopoflife.com